Okay. Patrick, brand new podcast Sarah. episode. What What is going on in Patrick Paolini's world? Not much. I was up in New York for the Fox Upfront. Uh, just got back yesterday. Okay. Good evening. You know. Um, what is the Fox you know, Upfront, by the way, for all our listeners that are so in the Fox when loop? They, so when they uh, when the Fox Network every May, all the networks, uh, the streaming services, and and so forth do their you know presentations for uh, what programming and what offerings they'll have for the next so-called television season. So like in Fox's case, I'll talk about, you know, obviously their heavy, heavy reliance on sports, some news, the prime shows, mass singers and all that stuff. This year was a little different because you have the writer strike going on, which is a big deal. So, you know, there was really uh, very little uh, discussion uh, I shouldn't say necessarily discussion, but there was there, there there wasn't the typical reliance on the scripted series is um, showing them and what's been produced so far, written and so forth. So um, so a lot of reliance on sports, live reality shows. Netflix actually canceled theirs because of the strike. Uh, they ended up doing something virtually. Uh, so yeah, the strike looms large. Um, you know, I do think from a programming standpoint, Fox is positioned very well because they have so much sports live programming, right. And things like that. So, uh, hopefully, you know, um, from a competitive standpoint, you know, but anyway, it's a, it's a party. It's fun. Um, definitely trimmed down post COVID, uh, but it was good. It was fun. You know, it was good. You know, you see a lot of people and, you know. Um, it's, it, yeah, it is back. interesting. Now, are your talk shows impacted by writer strike or no? That's a whole different It's all no, just totally scripted. Di- totally different. Yeah, it doesn't okay. impact us at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it's just your scripted our, shows. Our, our, our writers are in a completely different unit. This is the uh, networks. This is the big um, uh, WGA. Yeah. You know, know, nationally, out of of California, really. And Okay, wow. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, your fall lineup is coming like before you know it. So you guys. Yeah, yeah, everyone's in everyone's lineup will be will be impacted to to some degree. Um, Sure. But with only two hours of prime a night, plus a lot of sports and, you know, live programming, um, you know. In, yeah, you know, maybe in a little bit better position than, than others. So, okay. Um, uh, all yeah. right. Well, um, where do you want but, to start? Yeah, keep going. No, I was just gonna say they had like, you know, Gronk was there, Jeter was there, A. Rod, Strahan, uh, Aaron Andrews, Carissa Thompson. You know, a lot. Yeah, you know, so they had a lot of those types of folks there. Um, so that was that was good. Anyway. Uh, fun night. They invite clients and advertisers, and yeah. So anyway, uh, where do we want to start? Okay, where uh, do we want to begin? We got a lot of news. Uh, so I think we should start with Mayor Bowser's um, <clears throat> testifying on 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 the House Committee yesterday. So Major Mayor Bowser, uh, the U.S. Attorney um, uh, Matthew Graves. Uh, uh, 
chief of police Conte and a few others were called to how the house committee uh oversight committee on um, not oversight committee but the house committee uh, to testify on crime in dc okay you know you know everything crime what's going on how you're going to solve it but it was interesting because you know everyone thought that you know um comer who was is the, was the chair of the committee was going to go after Bowser, right? Because you know the home rule thing, and you know they 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 basically said they're, they they um, rejected the criminal code that the council passed. But Comer and Bowser apparently had a meeting last week, like a pre meeting okay. for the hearing, and it was a love fest yesterday between the Republicans and Mayor Bowser. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it was very, very interesting. So I watched some of it, um, did not watch all of it, but read a bunch of articles. And it was – so Mayor Bowser came to the table with some real plans. And you and I have discussed she gets – if you have – if crime's going up, you don't have businesses returning, makes for a really bad recipe. Uh, you know, she's she 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 was very supportive of the police department. She 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 was against many aspects of the criminal code. Didn't lobby against it, uh, but maybe she did behind the scenes. Who knows, right? Uh, but it was very interesting. Their main focus and their um, their concern really seemed to be with Matthew Graves, who is the district's U.S. attorney, because keep in mind, the district, it's the U.S. attorney's office that prosecutes all criminals, not a so-called state attorney, right? Uh, And, you know, there was a report that came out not too long ago that Matthew Graves has declined to prosecute over 67% of crimes in D.C., and it was a shocking number. And he, you know, he tried to write it off as, oh, it's a lot of, you know, misdemeanors and a lot of, you know, drug stuff. And but they really, really went after him. Uh, but but it was interesting how it was a love fest. I mean, Bowser did a great job. She clearly, she clearly laid the groundwork in advance. Uh, she was against the criminal code from the beginning which is obviously written by the very liberal DC city council. Uh, And listen, I think she did great. And I think it was a very, even Eleanor Holmes Noren said, wow, like this was good. It was productive. It was a good conversation. It wasn't like showboating on either side. Um, Because, okay. So, so so why, why was it productive? Because basically they all unanimously rejected this very, um, well, they already had done that. So, but I think it was because they listened to the mayor. She knows the city. Uh, he even said he was going to work with her on some other policy issues that she's trying to 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 uh, get through. Um, and are they know, so? Uh, and you know, what was the decision about um, Graves? Are they? They're it sounds like they're all. Uh, what, I mean, they're they, putting the blame on him they, and not. In, they in, are, and they well, want him I, out. Not not the total blame, but well. Yeah, I mean, 
Well, our, I mean, we're, it's going to be interesting, right? Are we going to see that? These more kind of, you know, I'd say four years ago, I don't know what your opinion is. I don't know what the process ago. is to get a, a, a U.S. attorney out of office. Like, I don't, I, you know, like, I believe they're appointed. I don't know that for sure, but I believe they are appointed. Um, you certainly probably could somebody, you know, certainly from a DOJ perspective, he has a boss and they could probably fire him or move him along. Uh, but, you know, it's good to see a, a mayor being prepared. It was good to see that the Republicans on the committee didn't just kind of showboat and go after her and, you know, make claims about the district that they don't really understand. Uh, but it's also good to see a mayor realize that, you know, you've got to stop the violence. I mean, crime in D.C. is up. You know, violent crimes up thirteen percent. Murders are up seven percent. Um, you have a federal workforce that's not returning. Um, you know, and I don't say this like the, I think she realizes the city is on edge, like many U.S. cities, right? You know, um, Philadelphia yesterday elected a new mayor, Cheryl Parker, city council member. Okay. Um, clearly the most anti-crime pro-police when i say pro-police i mean more police right she actually even said that she would reinstate stop and frisk done legally she'll be the first i believe first female and first black female for sure mayor in the history of Philly. now that was the primary she'll clearly win the general because it's like 80% of the voters in Philly are Democrats. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe you're starting to see a trend trend toward, you know, mayors who, away from the progressive mayors like Jim Kenney, who is the current mayor. And, you know, I, I keep an eye on Philly because I live there. Yeah. Has had a disastrous term. Um, wow. That's interesting then, about stop and, and frisk. We'll see how that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I you know, I mean... the opposite ha the opposite happened in Jacksonville yesterday, which is very interesting. Uh, Jacksonville elected for only the second time in I believe thirty years a Democratic mayor. So people don't realize Jacksonville's nine hundred fifty thousand people. It's the largest city in Florida, yep. and it is the largest city that is currently that currently has a, a Republican mayor. Okay. And obviously, it's in the state of Florida where DeSantis won by 20 plus points. So DeSantis endorsed the Republican candidate. I think his name was Dave. His last name was Davis, but did not campaign for him, never made an appearance with him. Very lukewarm endorsement, very lukewarm for whatever reason. Um, so clearly, DeSantis didn't think he was a great candidate. Um, you did have a Democratic governor. Um, Governor, mayor in Jacksonville, elected in 2011, served for four years, then was ousted by a Republican who served two terms. So this was an open seat and it was considered an upset. She got 52% of the vote. He got 48% of the vote. So first female mayor of Jacksonville and first Democrat in 10 years, only the second in 30 years. Um, but in, 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 I didn't, I had, I wasn't, you know, engaged in the race 
throughout, but leading up to it, I read a little bit on it and then certainly post analysis. He, he was considered a moderate Republican by, by most. And then he really went hard, right? He embraced some very so-called a little bit more extreme right-wing conservative mom groups about issues in schools and, you know, so he, he kind of went all in on the culture wars, you know, the transgender yeah. issues, gender affirming, affirming, um, affirming issues, um, books in school and all this stuff. And, you know, keep in mind, Jacksonville is in Duval County. It's basically most of the county, uh, you know, Trump, Trump won the county the first time, lost the county to Biden the second time. DeSantis, the first time he ran for governor when he won against Andrew Gillum, lost Duval County. Joe Biden won Duval County last time by two points, and then DeSantis won it by 12, right? They're all so over the map. It's been, it's, uh, right, they're like, all over the map. So, so it sounds this? to me like, they're, they're center right, center left, little what, bit, like whatever. What's going on? And then, and then you have a Republican candidate who goes all in on cultural issues and um, loses by four points, right? So, I, what do know, you think people want? What do you think this means? What do people want? I think I think most people want center left or center right, depending on where you are. People want rational thing. They want you know people who understand you got to reduce crime gotta help the schools you can't have progressive crazy left-wing policies nor can you have crazy right-wing policies you got to understand that you know trans issues are real but maybe there's a balance on 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 how you know should 12 year olds be having certain like i think i think people want rational conversation on those types of issues you know I think the abortion issue looms large in all of these races. And I think Florida's six-week ban, uh, I do believe, is is hurting the Republicans. Um, it, based on what I read, it sounded like he wasn't a great candidate, didn't run a great campaign, um, and tried to paint her as a progressive when – the history. She was a TV anchor for 23 years. Uh, she's a six, sixth generation Jackson. They call them Jacksons or whatever. I don't know. Okay. You know, her her family's from here. there. Obviously. Okay. Whatever they what are, they call them Jacksons. I think I don't know. Um, so anyway, yeah. So you know, a couple re- interesting races yesterday, and uh, but I think the country wants moderation and i also think the country wants republicans to focus on real issues right like crime taxes helping businesses schools um and i've said this a hundred times on this podcast i think moderate to right center republicans win on all of these issues or most of these issues i think the problem for republicans is when they go all the way hard, tack to the right, and start worrying about, listen, books in school, sexually explicit material for kids, should 15-year-olds have gender surgery, should there be drag shows, yada, yada, yada. Okay, those are, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to minimize these issues in the sense of the importance of those individuals. 
But like, for example, Maryland passed gender affirming care yesterday, right? Westmore signed it, um, which means that kids under 18 can get gender affirming medical care. And that could be in a lot of forms, right? Puberty blockers, uh, you know, whatever. There was only 98 people last year in all of Maryland who got gender affirming Are care. you kidding? <clears throat> right. Are you so, really? No. Is that it? Yeah. Stop. Yeah, 98. Are you sure? Okay, I'm t- 100%. Why and they are said we it's even go talking about-, about it then? There's how many so they millions said of residents? The, art- <laughs> the article this morning said there's 22,000 Marylanders who identify as transgender. Only 22,000. What's the state have? Eight million people? Well, we know that, uh, right? It's that like one percent or less than one percent, I think, of the entire population identifies or is trans. It's very it's it's low, right? Yeah, and I do think we have to I think from a medical standpoint, I think we have to have an open conversation how to handle a twelve or fourteen or sixteen year old. Those are real issues, real questions, but you're not gonna win a campaign as a Republican going against these issues you're just not like they're they're sideshow the republicans seem to focus on sideshows the hunter biden laptop the the dorm report yesterday and listen i'm not minimizing the dorm report even jake tapper from cnn yesterday said the fbi should be ashamed there was no evidence there should have been no investigation on the trump campaign yeah that's it was crazy. Based on false premises no one got arrested because nothing technically was criminal not a good look for the DOJ and the FBI. I know. And basically, Trump was right. They It was a witch hunt, an absolute witch hunt on the president of the United States. It is shameful. Sorry. Okay? To say it's a nothing burger is wrong. It's not a nothing burger. If this was flipped over, people would be going nuts. We had a two-year investigation into if Donald Trump and his campaign colluded with the Russians. And there was zero evidence to even start the investigation. I mean, it, it is kind of crazy. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and I don't want to hear about that the Russia, Russia meddled in the election. They did. That was not tied to this. This was a – what we're talking about is the false narrative created by – some, you know, DNC alleged Hillary campaign, some sort well, of coordinated and, um, effort. You know, I'm sorry, well, but our business, the media, you know, I mean, various yeah. media outlets ran with this. I mean, I think they were saying, I don't know if it was MSNBC. I mean, and again, look, I, you know, I mean, they, listen, I don't defend Trump. Too. I, I, I mean, but I, I don't defend Trump for he's done. He's, well, he's so he's yeah. done so much that's indefensible. But this is but on crazy. this issue. Imagine you become president. Yeah. You win a shocking upset against Hillary Clinton. And basically, the first thing they say is that, oh, you colluded with Russia in your campaign. We're going to investigate you for two years. Right? That's how his presidency started. And it was based on false premises, according to the dorm report. Uh, there even so is, you know like, what? no proof of alleged – right? Because there was always, like, this rumor that he there was an alleged – He didn't even stay at the hotel. Right. He that there was an alleged like, sex tape like, at the like, hotel and, you know, Vladimir no, Putin had – None of it none all of it true. False. I know. That's all wild. False. They ran with that for, and like Col- – Comey, Comey comes out looking terrible. McCabe comes out looking terrible. The DOJ, not great. The Clinton campaign, not great. And, you know, I listen, I've read a summary. I haven't, you know, and again, but at the end of the day, it's it's a sideshow right now. OK, it's 
six years ago. It is, it is what it is. I mean, the FBI came out, what, six, eight, ten days before the election and threw Hillary under the bus about her emails, which was a sideshow. So both were impacted. Certainly Hillary was impacted more prior to the election. Trump impacted post-election. But when people have said, oh, the FBI was weaponized or certain individuals, that's true now. It's true. There's a viral video yesterday recircling that Leslie Stahl was interviewing Trump. And he said they spied on my campaign. And she said, there is zero evidence of that. And she like dismissed him completely. Well, right. So, you know, and this helps Trump. Absolutely helps Trump. It, it feeds more of the narrative that he was wronged, that his presidency was, you know, you can make the case. And again, alleged. This is a form of election interference, right? Trying to undo what the people said uh it's so but awful yeah, again yeah. i go back i'm contradicting myself it's at this point in life it's a sideshow republicans have to stop focus on the hunter biden do, like, they have to get back to they don't have any policies governing. that's the problem what policy tell me a policy no, they, that they do what tell me a policy they, the republican party has well the, less regulate rest <clears throat> less regulation in business okay Tougher for what? So Bezos issue. can continue a monopoly? They haven't even what enacted. For what? Oh, uh, give me a break. You want less regulations on Elon yeah. Musk? Oh, get, oh, please. No, Facebook. What do you mean, Elon? I'm talking about everyday business. You're forcing people. You're forcing companies in California. Your crazy state. They got to get like, like, like. You think people are gonna? Everyone's gonna own a Tesla? Like, stop. Tell me one well, democratic policy that. that helps people. Tell me one democratic policy. That helps well, abortion or reduces crime. Uh, no, no, that reduces crime, helps businesses, helps taxpayers. Okay. Um, okay, Tell let me, me think. One. Um, good question. Okay, so you want your a- state wants to give your state wants to, uh, uh, I, I mean, give. Uh, well, first of all, uh, undocumented... now we have no clue about reparations because Gavin Newsom put this. Well, yeah, this... Gavin's running away from reparations. Now he's now. running away. He wants, I mean, that's, wants, I don't even know. Give, he wants to give illegal immigrants or undocumented people. He wants to give them uh, Social Security and all this other stuff. Like, what, what are what name one damn policy that helps a business? Well, how about our guy that's governor of, of, of Connecticut, which seems to be going well, right? I mean, what does that guy do? That so? I mean, he was reasonable about no, COVID. He's not. He he was reasonable about COVID, but other than that, the state's in trouble. I mean, you have. I had this. I had this argument this the, the other day with somebody. If you if you put a list together of Democrats that have very strong executive governing track records, okay. I'm not talking about being in the Senate for twenty years. I'm not talking about right. Can you name two? Two Democrats. Larry Hogan in Maryland was a Republican. He had eight good years. DeSantis in Florida has had very good executive level success. I mean, okay? and who's our who's our governor? You know, why am I drawing a blank? You know, in Virginia. I mean, maybe maybe, loving- maybe maybe Pritzker. Maybe Polis in Colorado. I mean, even Pritzker, oh, Illinois. Yeah, people like him a lot. Polis, maybe Colorado. A little bit reasonable, but it, like, like this theory that the um, Democrats have, have, you know, I mean, the most popular Democrat 
obviously still Obama. You know who's number two? Jimmy Carter, who was a disastrous president. That's the second, now maybe because he's dying, but the second, according to a recent poll, he's the second most popular Democrat. So, like... Uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. Um, Democratic, well-Democratic-run states. Um, why are we drawing a blank? Because um, you, you don't have any. Because you just don't. They're, they're, listen, they're fabulous in Washington. They're fabulous on strategy. And... But in terms of actually running states, and they, they just they because because they have to try to appease the progressives, the liberals. They can't they can't be too hard. But on, I guess the Republicans. On, so you know you kind of make I, okay. So you know, but then it's the same with the Republicans, right? It's like you can't it's, really it's find why, a it's reasonable why people Republican. Are leaving, it's why people are leaving New York. It's why people leave New Jersey. It's why people leave California. And guess where they're going? They're going to North Carolina. They're going to Florida. They're going to Texas. They're going to Arizona. And yes, they go to those states and then they still vote blue. And then you say, oh, Arizona is becoming more purple. Well, because people still vote. They think just because they live in Arizona, their life got moderately better than the taxes and craziness in California or out of New Jersey and New York. So, you know what? I'll go to Florida and still vote for a a Democratic mayor out of Jacksonville because it makes me feel a little bit better because the Republicans are nuts. That's the thought process. And that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. That's a good point. And California is so blue that it doesn't matter if they have X number of people leave who then go to Arizona and vote, you know. So, uh, you know. Well, California is like a bad example. We're like way. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. But you live here for the sunshine. You You live here for sunshine. New Jersey, New York. Well, New York's becoming like that. But but okay, New York wasn't. I mean, you know, obviously not governor, but um, well, I mean, didn't Elliot Spitzer? I mean, they, you know, for a long time, I think people were very happy with the way New York was run and Bloomberg. And of course, I think, well, I think, I think from going back to Pataki, who was a Republican, you know, Spitzer. um, Listen, Cuomo, Democrat, was. People liked him. He did really well for a while. I mean, Center left. I mean, he, him, and the mayor of New York, who was very progressive, De Blasio, they hated each other. I mean, allegedly hated. Certainly didn't respect each other. Well, and by the time De Blasio left, everyone hated him. Now, Eric Adams. I don't think people. I think that's kind of turning out to be a failure. We're what a year in or so. I mean, that's not. Are we a year in? No. Uh, I will say though, he. I read a great article. not a great article, an interesting article on how the Biden administration has moved away from Eric Adams because he's not afraid to criticize them. He says they're they're too too liberal on too many policies, right? And you know that's that's the thing right now. You know, it was interesting. You're talking about the debt ceiling increase, which is looming large. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you had Biden spokesperson yesterday saying, you know, you take out loans, you have to pay your debts. That was what she said on the podium yesterday. Did it not dawn on her that this is the same administration that wants to forgive all student loans? Isn't it? It's the same administration that, for almost three years now, has has uh, said rent free or you can't you can't uh, evict somebody because they didn't pay their rent because of COVID. Like, 
By the way, didn't we just pass a law, too, if you're going to apply for a home, people with lower credit scores now are going to be awarded lower interest rates? So what's the point of trying to have good – what's the point of paying your bills on time? I believe that that policy has been enacted under the Biden administration. Those are the policies that drive me crazy. Me, too. I'm going to buy a home all these years. I've paid my credit cards on time. Schman and I have done all this. For what? Two two things can be true. There is is a housing crisis in this country. You do have to have affordable housing and people who are maybe had shoddy credit early on in their life or now getting their act together should be allowed to buy a home. So I, I'm not opposed to the, some of those regulations, but then it goes extreme. Right. That's the problem. Like what? Uh, OK, but this is what we never resolve in our country. OK, California is a great example. You know this in Washington, D.C. All right. We are one of the only countries you can buy a house in our country anywhere. Nothing against anyone who is from China. The Chinese people are wonderful people. But foreign money is coming in, buying all these homes and pushing – so Americans cannot afford them. And we don't give a shit because we're about capitalism. So tell me why you don't want more regulation. You have so much foreign money. Well, I think think Florida just passed a bill about China money. Terrific. It has to be limited. Terrific. Right. Not only that, I'm sorry, but how many – like wasn't it Zillow that did this big thing where they want people to rent? The Santas – is not going to be president, right? Maybe, maybe somehow he I, I think it you're out. right now. It's and too people, extreme. And people, co- maybe somehow as we get closer, people coalesce around a candidate that actually could win and maybe he gets a nomination. Looks very doubtful right now, especially in light of the Durham report and some of these other things. It looks like Trump will most likely be the nominee, right? But we'll see. But that also doesn't mean DeSantis, he's governing well, Right? He his constituents like how he's governed. Now you don't have to agree on any of his pop the six the six week abortion and some of the other things he's doing with the schools. You could argue those policies all day long. But his popularity has got up six points since this election in a most recent poll in Florida. Six weeks. Uh so and then he I want to talk about guns for a second. So the state of Maryland where I live yesterday passed a very restrictive concealed carry law, which probably is going to be overturned as unconstitutional based on the Supreme Court ruling that people have a right to carry arms outside of their house or home. So that they put very very strict language on who can get a concealed carry permit and then where they can go. These are the policies that Democrats pass that actually end up screwing up real potential gun legislation that can truly make a difference. Telling people, law-abiding citizens that somehow they're, they can't get a concealed carry permit and they can't go to a movie theater or a, or, or a, a mall or whatever saves no lives, okay? Because those who are gonna kill somebody or shoot somebody, a, they don't have a permit, and B, they don't care. Most likely they have an illegal gun, they're carrying it illegally, and they're going to use it illegally, okay? So all you're really doing there is saying that, for the most part, they know no one in the mall is going to have a gun because the governor just signed a law saying, no, it's a gun-free zone. Gun-free zones don't work. And this creates the perception, and it provides a narrative for the NRA and all the other lobbyists and all the politicians to say, see, we told you. They really don't care about saving lives. All they care about is getting rid of guns and making it more difficult for law-abiding citizens to have a gun. 
People who conceal carry don't go shoot people. They just don't. Okay. Yeah, that, According that to the true, article yeah. I read yesterday, in the state of Maryland, last year, they don't have one shooting death tied to someone who was concealed carry. Not one. Yet it's being held as, yeah. No, I, I it's going to lose. It's it's going to lose. It's going to be overturned by the courts, and you're going to and you're pissing people off, law-abiding citizens who want to protect themselves. Now, listen, I'm not saying more guns saves lives. It probably doesn't. The more guns that are out there, probably increases the chance something's going to happen. But you have to be smart with these policies. Go after the AR. Go after the high capacities. Go at. But if you if I if you're if I'm yeah for me and you're telling me I can't conceal carry now when the Supreme Court told me I can because I don't work in I don't move money around or own my own business like screw you so basically you're telling me that the criminals are still going to have guns they're still going to conceal carry without the permit and wreak havoc on these cities and it's just a narrative like oh we got to make our streets safer. You think Baltimore is going to become safer because you're telling people they got to go and get a up? Oh, sorry, I'm not going to shoot people in Baltimore anymore because I have to go get a concealed well, carry this is permit. What, I mean, this is what drives me crazy, right? Why couldn't they simultaneously announce? Because you and I have talked about this. If you're if you have an illegal gun, automatic five year sentence like that. Like, yeah. <clears throat> but they yeah, never do 100%. that. I agree. Like, they never. They never do. No, if you, you know have an illegal you know gun, he automatic he should, five years. You know. You know. You know what he should have passed? He should have said. No automatic weapons in the state of Maryland. I agree. Semi-automatic. I agree. You may get maybe, – maybe he couldn't pass it and you may get it overturned in courts, but go for it. If you're going to do – but don't 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 stand up there and say somehow this is going to save lives. I mean you – I, I, do, I do agree with you on this point. I mean <clears throat> you can look nationwide for how many people with concealed and weapons. And then I have my – and listen, no uh, one's pro – like then people say, oh, you got to get rid of the guns. Well – it's never going to happen. This is your problem. It's never going to happen, number never. one. Number two, stop passing laws that piss people off and give the impression that all you really care about is getting rid of the guns. Your goal with any of these laws should be saving people's lives. This law will not do that. And, you know, whatever. So, you know, you can't bring guns to schools already. So, like, yet there's school shootings. So let's stop acting like go after the high-capacity magazines. I agree. Go after the AR. I- do, do, I, it's so do, dumb. Do, do strict, stricter background checks. Put minimum age requirements in. There's so many things they could have done better than this. And don't say, "Oh, this is a first step." No, it's actually it. It makes more. It. it I know. So they've already been. Su- they've already been sued by three organizations yesterday. So, so it it, it it emboldens people. It actually brings the other side together, saying, "No, like I should be able to get a permit." carry gun to protect myself. I'm not going to shoot anybody unless I have to. Okay, so where do anyway. you think this policy is coming from then? I mean, you know, our governor and mayor is very, you this know. This is to appease the liberal side, and, you know, and, and then this is what I mean. This is what happens, right? It's misguided. I know, they never do and, shit uh, that really advances society. It, you're right. It's just like they go from appease, and Republicans obviously do it too. They just appease, appease, oh, appease. I know. And- it's, like, it's like all it's all these stupid like policies the Republicans are trying to pass. Like they 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 just piss the other side off even more and emboldens them like in Jacksonville and they lose. Good. 
So it's it's both sides, but it's both sides. All right, look, we obviously we've, we've ranted about politics a long time, but I do want your thoughts no. on the commanders. What What's your take? Yeah. And ESPN actually did quite a good in-depth article that basically, if everyone didn't hate Dan Snyder, um, this deal never would have happened because it sounds like they had to hodgepodge a lot of money together to make, yeah. to make it a deal. Sounds like I think this guy's a billionaire, but uh, he ain't using a lot of his own money. So, no. you know... And he's got these big dreams. He's going to get a huge offer from Virginia to put the stadium there. So he says, what's your take? Billion. Listen, I think it's it's good that Snyder's leaving. It gives the franchise a chance to kind of regroup, restart, bring fans back, maybe engage <clears> some <throat> new fans. You know, he owns the Sixers. He owns the Devils. He owns Crystal Palace in the European Soccer League. So he runs sports franchises. I, listen, it's good for the city. It's good for the city. You know, so um, I I do wish them well. I do. I think they have to change the name again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your take? There's uh, a, there's talk of that. The article yeah, said basically yeah. he's thinking about a big rebrand. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Hey, I got to okay, jump. Bye. I have a heart out. Okay. Uh, no, but Fox Five GM DC. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's only been five years. I'll talk to you later. Bye, Sarah. Patrick. See ya. Bye. bye.